It's Easter, which is a great day, Easter. It's the day around which our entire sort of life of faith revolves. Because without Easter, there isn't any of this. Interestingly enough, it's also April Fool's Day. Now, earlier when we started Lent on Ash Wednesday, it was the same as Valentine's Day. And this juxtaposition doesn't come up very often. The last time, I think, was like 1945, although it is happening again in like six or seven years. And in a way, the Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day seemed kind of awkward together. You know, romantic love, death. It's, it was kind of uncomfortable. But I think that April Fool's Day and Easter Day coming at the same time is sort of a perfect match. Because surely when these women went to the disciples and told them that the tomb was empty and Jesus, who was not merely dead but truly and sincerely dead, was no longer there, they must have felt like it was some sort of cruel joke. How can we believe this? That a man who was dead and buried is alive. Now, our ancestors, they didn't know a lot of things, and so they believed some pretty crazy stuff about like, how the body worked or the, the workings of the cosmology or nature. But even they were pretty sure that people who were dead and buried didn't get back up. And in the same way that we should probably take this claim with credulousness, the, or rather incredulousness, our ancestors felt the same way. These women who went to the tomb, I can't even imagine how they must have felt. And it is this audacious claim that a dead man rose, which lies at the heart of our Christian faith. And as much as it would have been difficult for them to believe and accept such a thing as it would be for us today, they became convinced that it was true. I remember before I, I became a, a Christian person, you know, I didn't grow up going to church or anything. I had a friend who was, uh, who was Christian and uh, we, were, we would talk about this kind of stuff. And I said, you know, I really have no idea what happened. But it must have been something pretty significant to motivate this group of people, the disciples and their followers, to go to the ends of the earth risking their lives to share this story that the man Jesus was executed, was buried, and rose again. And they struggled to understand how such a thing could happen and what it might mean. And the church has been working for 2,000 years now to truly come to grips with this miraculous and amazing and audacious event that Jesus of Nazareth is risen. And in every generation up through our own, people have been convinced by the witness of these women that Jesus Christ, who was dead, is alive. And that he is alive through the power of God. And that there is a God at the center of our universe, the creator and sustainer of life, whose very being is love. And that through the example of Jesus' life, we have the clearest picture of who this God is and what this God would want of us. This amazing being at the center of all that is 
somehow and for some reason cares about what happens in our lives, day to day. It cares about the relationships we have and it cares about how we treat one another and it cares about our fears and our greatest fear, death. And through the actions of Jesus, who we have come to understand is the very Son of God made man on earth, all of our fears have been taken away, or at least they should be taken away, because Jesus shows us that not even death signals the end of our being. That God's final word for our existence, this immense and amazing thing at the center of the universe who cares about us and loves us, has shown us that death is not the final word of our existence, but life, abundant and eternal life. This is the promise that Jesus holds for us. And through the example of Jesus' life, we are shown how to live in our lives, how to care for one another, how to love one another in the way that God loves us, completely holy. And that there is nothing, nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of God. And so yet with that example of Jesus' life, by, by clinging to this audacious claim that a dead man rose. It can be powerful enough to transform our lives and our world. It has already transformed our world in ways that would have been unrecognizable to those who first went to the tomb, to those women who came to anoint the body of their beloved and found instead an angel. And that it will continue to transform and be changed in ways that we won't recognize because of our individual choices and actions day to day in our life, living with this hope, this faith, this expectation of things to come. All because on this day, these women found the tomb empty. Hallelujah, Christ is risen and the world is changed. Amen.